Hello and welcome to another episode of the British English Podcast. I'm Charlie, your guide on this uh, linguistic journey. And this week we'll be exploring the dialect and culture of a vibrant pocket of the UK. And within that pocket, there lies a city that, uh, depending on who you ask, proudly stands as one of the top three largest in the country, boasting a population of over one million diverse humans. There's no shortage of linguistic quirks and cultural treats to discover. And to ensure we have an authentic tour, I've persuaded a bona fide local to join us and um, shine a light on the city's unique characteristics. Our guest, a charming Brummy lass named Jess, will be educating us on all things Brummy. Now, I uh, I must confess, though, my uh, preliminary research may not quite do justice to the rich culture and language of this part of the country. So Jess will likely be setting me straight, dispelling any misconceptions and giving us a true feel for her hometown. And if we're fortunate, she'll share her personal experiences of growing up there and offering her perspective on the topics we delve into today. Without further ado, let's extend a warm welcome to Jess. Hello, Jess. How are you? Hello, Charlie. Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your precious holiday to do this with me. Very welcome. Would you mind telling the listeners where we are and even why we know each other and what we're doing here? We are in Cornwall, enjoying a lovely family holiday and we know each other because we have joined the same Benson family. Yes, exactly. I'm soon to join, pretty much a month. Yeah, yeah. seriously join. Seriously like join. no going back. No going back at all. Yeah. No. I've still got time to go back. You have. I might after this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun one, actually, Yeah, no, it? it has. We've had a really fun time. Your partner is brother to my partner yes my partner is ashley stacy's brother yes and so we will be brother and sister-in-law or do we not have a label for that so you will be ash's brother-in-law and i will be stacy's sister-in-law but i feel like we're nothing to each other (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know how. i think you're right i think you're right but we are joined one way or another and you have agreed to do this with me. Yeah. I suppose my kids see you as their uncle. Okay. You yeah. something to my children. Something to your children. <laughs> At Not <least>. you. Yeah. <laughs> Other than being family, you are from Birmingham. I am from Birmingham. I'm from Birmingham. Yeah, born and bred. Born and bred. And I said brummy. Yeah. A second ago. Yeah. How do you feel about that word brummy? Before you begin, I'd like to let you know that we now have an official app released for the British English podcast. You can now listen to this podcast on the new app and get all of the learning resources along with it. And for those of you who are just listening on your favourite podcast app, then I've got a present for you. Download the app, sign up to the course called Free Podcast Worksheets and you will find every single episode available for you to listen to along with the free worksheet for that episode. A huge resource right there waiting for you to enjoy. So go download it right now at your app store, either by typing in BEP, BEP, or the British English Podcast. Links are also in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Is it a friendly term and is it accurate to mean Birmingham? Yeah, I think it is accurate to Birmingham. And 
Brummie is, it's one of those things I would have hated being known as a Brummie a few years back because of how the accent is and because of how people portray the accent, I think. But now I am really proud to be a Brummie. I'm proud to come from Birmingham. Let's go with that, what you assume the stereotype of yeah. other people thinking inwardly yeah, so I Birmingham. Think- I actually don't like the accent. I don't like it when I hear the accent. For example, Peaky Blinders. Good show. Yeah. You liked it? Very good. But when I first started watching it, it kind of made me cringe a little bit because I could tell that people were putting on the accent. But also, I don't like to listen to the accent. Okay. Well, I didn't then, but now I really like it when I hear the Birmingham accent and I like it. I like being from Birmingham. Nice. I like my accent now. Was that just your age? Yeah, definitely. And where I live now and buying from local Birmingham businesses and meeting, got my yes bab top on now. Yes. So, yeah. I've got a sentence that I wanted to say at the beginning here. Okay. Let's see how it works. I'm not going to put on an accent, obviously. Go on then. But I'm going to say a few words and see if you think they're good. After wagging it for the day, our kid decided to spend the day in the park having a Boston time doing gambles on the grass whilst watching out for his babby brother. <laughs> Is that misrepresenting Brummies in the language? Yeah, no. Well, it's difficult for me to say really because a lot of those words were black country and I've been brought up by two black country parents. Although I've spent the majority of my life living in Birmingham, black country is more of the wagon it. I'd say Gamble's Birmingham, black country. Babby is definitely black country. Right. Definitely black country. Okay. And let's go there. What is black country? So black country, you can't ever tell somebody from the black country that they're a brummie and vice versa because they would get very offended. But they're just kind of... Areas that are close to Birmingham, for example, you've got West Brom or, well, West Bromwich, Smethwick, Dudley. I've heard Dudley in the definitions, but I don't know. I don't know whether you'd be proud to come from Dudley. Some people might be proud to come from Dudley, actually. That's probably quite offensive. (laughs) (laughs) What about Wolverhampton? Is that part of black Uh, country? Yeah. Is it the black country? If we were talking to my dad now, he would absolutely say not. Because he's Smethwick. Okay. What does Smethwick mean? Smethwick is an area where my family are from. Right. So that's black country. Say, let's go with council. So that's under Sandwell Council. Right. That's Smethwick. Okay. But for the non-native coming to the UK, Birmingham the city. Birmingham is the city. And then it's got its like outer areas, which still come into Birmingham. So we live in Harborn. That's Birmingham. And then you've got like Sutton Coalfield. Where else? Erdington. But the general Quinton. area is but northwest of Birmingham. That's black country. Charlie, I have no idea about <laughs> geography. <laughs> I do not know. Okay. At all. But it's kind of west of Birmingham, I think. I'm going to go with that, yeah, because it sounds like you know what you're talking about more than what I do. It's actually because Ashley briefed me. Yeah. For a moment. Okay, so it's not important to you where they're from on a compass. No. It's just how they sound. Yeah. And so the term yam yam. Yam yam is definitely black country. That's black That's country. That's not Brummie. 
So you're either a brummie or you're a yam-yam. Right, okay. Okay. And again, yam-yam, is that a friendly term that somebody else could use? Maybe, I suppose. It depends on how the person receives it. If he wasn't sure, and then I definitely wouldn't wouldn't say it. However, everybody that I know that's a yam-yam, I've felt comfortable calling them a yam-yam and not. I think I'm the kind of person that would not want to offend people. Yeah. No, you, you're yeah. that type of person, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Apart from the Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dudley. Let's go back to your identity towards Birmingham. Yeah. When you were growing up, did you feel like Birmingham was portrayed in a, a positive or a negative way to outside of Birmingham? I probably didn't know any difference because we didn't really have a world of social media yeah, growing true. up. So yeah. I didn't, yeah, I was probably very naive to it and didn't really, it wasn't anything that crossed my mind. It was only things like Instagram and Facebook and things like that and Twitter that where you'd see like the memes or or even sometimes on the telly, like the Birmingham accent being portrayed as it was always somebody that was quite stupid uh, okay. and quite didn't really know what they were talking about or things like that. So that's what kind of made me think, oh, God, I don't want to speak like this anymore. Right. I have a friend who we met in Germany and he was from Birmingham. And he was quite high up in corporate and he decided to drop his Birmingham accent. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Do they? Yeah. Really? Even now? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I don't think my accent is as strong as what it was before I met Ash. Right. It was definitely stronger then. But I also think Ash is now basically a brummie. Yeah, so you've... I think we've kind of met in the middle. <laughs> yeah. A Venn diagram of brumminess. Yeah. Did you have an opinion of outside of Birmingham, like from London? No, not really. No. My sister lived in Spain for a little bit and had, well, she, she lived in Spain for quite a while, actually. And all of her friends were from down south. They all had like her one best friend's from Kent. The other one was from Essex. So I really loved that accent. I think because I was so young when I used to visit her, I'd go in, like I'd be with her friends all the time. I used to try and copy how they would speak when I was little. When I was, And do you know when like you play with your friends when you, I don't know how old you are when you're playing with your friends and you make up these games, I would always put that accent on as if um, I was from Essex or Kent mainly. Uh, Essex? They were the two people. Is, right, yeah. right, I see. Yeah. yeah okay. And also my sister has completely lost her accent, especially when she moved back from Spain. She sounded like she was from London. So I think um, she... Has she got a partner from there? No, not now. Her partner's from Smithy. So she sometimes gets her accent back. So when she's had a drink, she turns into somebody was, from London. I was going to ask, when you have a drink? I don't know whether I'm... <laughs> what about when you're around your home friends? If I'm around family mainly, my... I'd probably say more yam-yam comes out. It'll be things like it. And then when I'm with my friends, because all my friends are from Birmingham, it's probably more like it. Ennit. Ennit. As in? E-double-N-I-T. Okay. And that is what I would say, in it, right? Yeah. But as in, that's just a term to agree with something. That's it, in it, over there. Yeah. See that thing over there? Yeah, that's it, in it. In it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference in black country? A-it. A-it. Yeah. That's quite different. Yeah, it is. Okay. Tis a-it. Tis a-it. Okay. I wanted to touch on 
what you think Birmingham is today and what it was when you were younger. You grew up in Birmingham. Yeah. You went to school there. Yeah. Let's talk about the demographic. What do you think the demographic was like back then? And what's it like now? Has it changed much? No, I don't think so. No? I probably wasn't more aware of it growing up. Yeah. I think I might have lived in my own little world, actually, now we're, <laughs> now we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't have an opinion on a lot of things growing up. What about ethnicity? Was it mainly white people in Birmingham? No. So no. can you speak to that? Yeah, like my school was in Sutton Coalfield and it was a very diverse population in my school. It was definitely a mix of people. There was never more white people in my class. There was never more black people in the class. I feel like that's done good for me being an adult as well because I feel like I've got an understanding of different cultures. Growing up with people from different backgrounds and ethnicities, I've always had an interest of how other people live because of it and beliefs and the reasons why they believe the things they do and things like Ramadan and things. I feel like I have an understanding of it. Yeah, that's lovely. Because I grew up in a very white area. I think I had statistics. In Surrey, it was 90% of the population identified as white British. Whereas in Birmingham, around 2021, it says this was white was 57%. Asian 26, black 8.9, mixed 4.4. Black 8.9? Do you feel like there's more black people in Birmingham than that? 100%. But I don't know whether... What about mixed? Is that on there? Mixed is on there, around 4.4%. Yeah, see, that seems really low to me. I've always assumed that there's a lot of Asian people in Birmingham. Yeah, there are a lot of Asian people. Yeah, definitely a lot of black people, definitely a lot of mixed people. I feel like it's obviously a very heavy populated city. But yeah, that that shocked me. How many white people did you say? In Birmingham, yeah. 57%. Yeah. Wow. I think that's too high. Yeah, I think that's a lot. So you don't think there was over 50% white people in your class? Probably not, no. I just wanted to check in with you about something. Are you one of those language learners who often thinks, am I actually making any progress with my English? Is what I'm doing to study actually working for me? Or am I just wasting my precious time here? Well, if you think this way then I'd like to encourage you to take action on this. Imagine how much more motivated you would be to put time and effort into your English studies if you knew that every time you studied, you would be guaranteed to be making significant progress. How much more satisfying would that be? So what do we need to do in order to find more clarity around this issue? Well, tracking your progress is a wonderful way to show evidence of your language skills having actually improved. And to track progress, the first thing you need to do is understand what level you are currently at. If you haven't taken a level assessment recently, then I highly recommend using my free test that will instantly tell you your level of English. Once you know this, you can start tracking your progress, which comes in many forms based on personal preference and your level of English. But that's a conversation for another time. For now, though, make sure you check your level of English with my free level checker, which is available over on the British English slash freebies. That is the British English slash F. R-E-E-B-I-E-S or find it in the show notes of this episode. Have you spent much time abroad? 
Not really. I mean, I lived in Spain for a little bit, but holidaying when I was younger would just be like in Wales or places like that. And then the first time I went on a plane was to move to a different country. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So I think I was like nine or ten. Okay. And you lived in Spain? Lived in Spain, yeah. yeah. Okay. Only for a year. Did that, I suppose that's quite young to ask you this question, but did that make you appreciate being from Birmingham? Like... I remember not wanting to go. Uh I remember I was like, no, no, like I can't move to a whole different country, my friends. But I think that was just like being young and having something different. But then I also remember mum saying that we were coming back and not wanting to come back. Probably didn't didn't even think about Birmingham or cities or anything like that, to be fair. Yeah, I don't think I would have. Did you learn any Spanish? Yeah, I was fluent in Spanish by the time we left. Have you got any left? Absolutely not, other than hola, gracias, como estas. <laughs> I'm basically fluent. Accent there, though. Yeah, three things. <laughs> you were fluent? Yeah. yeah. I had to go because I went to a Spanish school, so I had no choice but to learn the language. George, my little brother, who was four at the time, yeah, so I would have been 10. George, like, went to nursery there and picked it up literally within a few months. Wow. So, God, that makes me envious. Yeah. Because you don't get spoken to in any, you've got no yeah. choice. Either understand or don't. But I think kids, when you're younger, you do pick it up easier, don't you? Yes. And you've got a lot of time to listen. Like yeah. You're not forced to respond no. and tell your deep thoughts. And everybody does speak English, don't they? Like in the world, wherever you go, even if it's just thank you. or we're yeah. like English people are quite ignorant and expect everybody to know English so like some of the teachers would be able to go hello Jessica they called me Jessica (laughs) hello so like I felt a bit comfortable there I suppose the little things yeah Yeah. we we are arrogant I I heard recently that Nike were we together when I heard this Nike even kept their slogan in English around the world just do it like most brands change their slogan really I didn't know that but apparently they were like I think everyone's got this just do it (sighs) So rude. <laughs> it shows that it's a global language, right? Yeah. I wanted to ask this question before moving on to another bit. Are there any misconceptions about Birmingham or its people that you'd like to correct? Are there any misconceptions? I feel like I need to like say something here for the people of Birmingham, but I actually don't know. It's probably the yam yam and the brummy thing. Like okay. they are two completely different things. And unless you speak to a yam yam or a brummie, the difference like, or no one, you're not going to know the difference. People will say, this is a classic thing. If I said to somebody that's never met somebody from Birmingham in their life, oh yeah, I'm from Birmingham. And they go, oh, I'm a brummie. Oh, you're a brummie, yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's not how people from Birmingham talk. Okay. That's how people from the black country talk. Aha. Okay, so it's a thicker, stronger accent to an, yeah. a non-local. Somebody that's truly from the black country, even I wouldn't understand them, even though they're speaking English. Like, really? it's really hard to... Yeah, you sent me a couple of recordings I of did, your dad. yeah. And that was quite hard for me. Yeah. Was he putting that on a bit? Yeah, like he doesn't talk like that yeah. in everyday life. I don't know whether he talks like me or not. Probably not. I can't remember. I felt like he was... Just normal. Yeah. So like, all right, Bab. Okay. And Bab, what does that mean? Bab. It's like affectionate to... Like darling. Yeah, like babe. Babe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's different to Babby. What's Babby? Babby is baby. Or child, like, could say to you, oh, could you just pick the Babby up from school for me? 
Okay. Some people would say, can you just pick the bab up? But more, it's more affectionate. Like I would say to Ash, thanks, bab. But I wouldn't say, thanks, babby. Yeah. You wouldn't say, can you just pick the darling up from school? But you'd Absolutely say, thanks, not. darling. Never in a million years. Yeah. So it's a similar comparison, yeah. I'd say. I suppose some people would say, could you just pick our little darling bundle of joy up from school? But that isn't <laughs> me as a parent, I'm afraid. So I'm going to hit you with some history now. Try oh, not to wow. fall asleep. Okay. So the internet tells me that Birmingham holds great historical significance for the UK due to its role in the Industrial Revolution and beyond. And I wanted to read out some key points to see if you were made aware of this as a kid. Okay. And if you can still see how it impacts the now. To be clear for the listener, when I say the Industrial Revolution, I'm meaning a major turning point in human social and economic history as industry and machine manufacturing took over from traditional agriculture and manual labour, predominantly in the 18th and 19th centuries. Birmingham was one of the key centres of the Industrial Revolution. The city was renowned for its production of metal goods known as Brummagem ware. Wow. It was also a leader in the development of scientific, technological and manufacturing innovations. My question there... Not to recite anything, but Thank you. was this drummed into you as a kid? Is it part of the identity um, of a of a somebody from Birmingham? Kind of. I mean, I am glad you did the definition there because it's something that I've always heard and knew that it existed. But, but we've got the Black Country Museum, which is all about that. The Black Country. Yeah. I read. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you remember. I read it comes from the fact that there was so much steam, smoke. smoke, sorry. Yeah, smog. Smog. That's the word for it, smog. From all of the factories. From all the factories, yeah. In the 18th, 19th century. Yeah. So Birmingham looked over and they saw the, the black smog. Because so it's was... where all the factories are from. That sounds familiar to me, that story does. Yeah, okay. And if it's not right, it sounds good, so we'll go along with it. <laughs> but I think it is right. And I also heard... I don't know if this will upset you, but Brummy yeah. comes from what I've just said, Brummagem, like Brummagem Ware. And Brummagem is, etymology of it, I think, comes from fake, right? Really? So apparently London and Birmingham were competing as the, like, most productive in this period. Wow. And Londoners were trying to talk down on Birmingham, people from Birmingham. Yeah, or the I, can, goods. I can imagine that. And so they would say, oh, it's not from London, it's fake. It's from... Like people would say things are from Turkey now. <laughs> Did you get that from Turkey? <laughs> yeah. Like... Is it a Turkey special? Yeah. Got your turkey teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody from Turkey. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a few listeners. So that is from when we go on holiday as Brits, we go to these resorts or these areas yeah. in Turkey and there's loads of shops with lots of fake high-end yeah. merchandise. But almost like identical apparently. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I've never been to Turkey or bought anything from there. But people have told me that it's very, very good to buy fake things from Turkey. Okay. So I'm guessing that's what it was like to be Birmingham back in the day. I think I've actually bought one from there. Ooh. Uh, when I was young, very young. <laughs> yeah. Save yourself. Yeah. And it was, instead of Abercrombie and Fitch, it was Apple Crumble and Fish. Is that a joke? Well, yeah, it was. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But it was real. Oh, no. I so did, this is a true story. It was a true story. Oh, okay. It's a real T-shirt. Oh, okay. I felt proud of that for some, then. Yeah. 
thoughts? I've just got very confused in that whole situation. I didn't know whether you were telling me a joke and that was like a joke. No, it's, it's, it. so, but oh, this actually happened in real life. It actually happened in real life. I went to Turkey. I really liked Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. And I found a T-shirt. Is that because Stacey worked there? No, it wasn't. This was 15 fate. years, no, 10 years before. This is what we call fate. <laughs> You brought the fake Kerm t-shirt and exactly. here you are. Okay, let's move on to the thing that you're waiting for, inventions of Birmingham. Wow. Birmingham was home to many significant inventors. James Watt developed... The light bulb? Um, it's saying steam engines. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that Thomas Edison? That was it. Oh, let's keep that in. So James Watt... Because of what... I thought oh, I see. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Okay, James Watt developed crucial improvements to the steam engine in Birmingham. Okay, well done, James. Well done, James. Mr. Watt. Joseph Priestley, who discovered oxygen, also lived in Birmingham. He discovered so, oxygen. So oxygen was discovered... In Birmingham. In Birmingham. And London were trying to say that we were the fakers. <laughs> I think London need to move over because we're keeping us alive right now, the whole world. I don't know if he discovered how we breathe, but yeah. He yeah. discovered oxygen. He's pretty badass. Uh, the photocopier was also apparently invented in Birmingham. Who doesn't need a photocopier in their life? Yeah. I've got one. Have you? I have got okay. one at home. Yeah, never use it, but I've got one. Okay. Do you use a whistle? No, but I could. <laughs> the next comma. William Murdoch, a Scottish engineer who moved to Birmingham, invented gas lighting. Wow, gaslighting as in modern day gaslighting, as in, oh my God, you're a gaslighter, stop gaslighting. Whoa, 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 we need to explain everything that's <laughs> just happened. So gaslighting, the old one, is literally using gas and creating lighting. light from the gas. So a flame, a like flame. a lighter. Yes, and now you're going 200 years ahead, maybe. Okay. And you're talking about what? Gaslighting. Which is? I actually don't know whether I'm going to explain this right, but I feel like it's when you're portraying somebody, you're trying to, like, be nice about something, but you're gaslighting them, so you're making them... Try not to use the phrase in the definition. Oh, God, Charlie, I'm no good at that. Do you know what gaslighting is to explain it in a better way? I'm not great at it. I'm just going to quickly Google it for a good definition because okay. I feel like I'm not going to... Is it like brown nosing? No, it's definitely gaslighting is a bad, bad thing. Well, brown nosing not good. <laughs> yeah, but it's like brown nosing you're doing it to try and be nice, aren't you? Okay, I've got it here. Gaslighting is the subjective experience in which an individual's perception of reality is repeatedly undermined or questioned by another person. I don't understand that. I have no idea what that means either. Hold on. What about this one? Gaslighting is a manipulative tactic in yes. which a person, to gain power and control of another individual, plants seeds of yeah. uncertainty in another person's so you, mind. So you're saying things in a positive way, but actually you're just being an, an arsehole. Ah. Like you're being very manipulative, but in a bit narcissistic. Right. What is an example of gaslighting? Gaslighting parents will blatantly lie about certain situations. For example, they might insist they never said something or that the child is making things up. So, for example, it's if I say to my 11-year-old, yes, you can go to the park later, and then later comes and nobody can be bothered to take them to the park, and then you say, oh, no, I never said that. No, you must have made that up. No way, I never said that. Oh, that's mean. Isn't it? I'd never mm. do that. Okay. 
I just put in gaslighting in a sentence that it's talking about Birmingham's role in the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> okay, nice. So that's a, a term that Yeah, people, I think it's a fairly new term. Yeah, it's a very new term. And people yeah. probably have their own perceptions of what it means. Yeah. But that's but, ours now because yeah, we've just we Googled go. it and Google's always right. It is. Are you proud of those inventions? There was one more. Oh, go on. Maybe two. Come on. The mini car. Yes, that's a good one. I've actually got a mini. Is that because of that? Because of it, yeah. And do you also own custard powder? Probably in the cupboard. I'm not very good. I don't really cook anything or make anything, but Ash probably has custard powder. Okay. I think you probably just have to add water. Don't know. I don't even know we're with the wrong people to talk about this. I'd probably say milk. Are you happy with all of them coming from your hometown? Yeah, I'm very proud of all of that. Yeah, most proud? Oxygen. Oxygen, not the light bulb? No, because I got that wrong. So you're happy with those? Yeah. We're going to go on a, a few more, but then we'll move on. City of a Thousand Trades, it's also known as. Wow. This nickname for Birmingham speaks to its immense diversity of industries, from jewellery to vehicles, from metalwork to toys, the city produced a wide range of goods. Is that still currently true? We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards. Whereas the academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes, explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast.